Hello everyone, how are you on this very fine October evening? I'm out in my beautiful garden as the weather is warming up in this part of the world. So nice to be outside and just feel the ambience of the air in my hair and gecko or two hanging around in the background and um, I'm looking forward to spending the next hour with you uh, just talking about um, various topics that have come up by speaking with others during the week. Uh, one of those topics is something that um, I'd like to explore a little bit more deeply with you and um, that I, I feel that if we unpack we can look at this in a way that is true and in a way that will help you as we transition to this new dimension, this next reality. One of the things I want to say at the outset, though, is um, I, I don't want to beat you over the head with dogma. I don't actually believe in that. I think we've been there and we've done that. We've got the T-shirt many thousands of times through many, many thousands of lives. So uh, my style is very much about making it real, trying to step away from anything that is too linear or too hierarchical um, and very broad. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a teacher and as somebody who enjoys um, the spoken word and sharing and teaching, I also hope that you're inspired to go deeper. The idea is not to spoon feed you. I think if any of you have been following the truth movement for any period of time, you know that that little spark of inspiration that comes, and if it comes through me, wonderful. But then it's important for you to take responsibility for your journey. So if I touch on topics, um, rather than uh, sit and feel as though, oh, I don't know anything, it's, oh, I want to know more about that. And don't forget, you have access to Google like the rest of us. You can simply just type in whatever that thing um, that, that floats your boat and up will come all the most amazing topics. Now, when I was doing my research back in 2012, and I, I'm an avid researcher, so it goes well before that and it also goes well after that, but... Um, when I was really doing this red pilling, this deep diving in 2012, 13, 14, 15, and I kind of hung my boots up um, in 2016 uh, for reasons that I will share <laughs> over time, but I, I stopped looking. Um, and part of the reason was because I was feeling uh, enormously isolated. So today's topic is actually about that feeling of isolation. When you go deep in the truth, when you marinate yourself through this incredible truth movement. Now, you guys are lucky because when I was a girl, <laughs> I wasn't that young, I was 42, 43, um, it, it, I was doing it solo. Okay, so um, there was the odd Facebook group, um, a few fringy hippie types, couple of ex-vets, a few people with some scary, um, unpronounceable mental illnesses <laughs> who were deep diving and red pilling alongside me and um, it was very much a solo journey. Um, what you find is the truth is transformational. Now I'd like to give you um, a little bit of a, a of, uh, 
allegory today and so that you can understand what what what, it, what is actually happening and, and understand what this isolation is all about a lot of people giving me feedback at the moment saying it's lonely i'm on my own i i'm the only one where i live i there is only me and i too have had that experience and there's something well there's something quite sacred about this isolation if you think back to two and a half thousand years ago three thousand years ago when a sage or a mystic was going through their deep metamorphosis that were going through their mystery school to embed to embody to integrate the knowledge they went out into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights now who does that remind you of okay this isolation was often self-imposed as perhaps yours is or maybe not but most of the time it's something you choose to do you want to go deeper with the knowledge you're finding um, the source of truth god being incredibly nourishing to your soul to your soul's journey and also in your case uh, in all of our cases being able to share this with like minds is uh, it's 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 amazing it's amazing because i didn't have this there were not millions behind a president with a white hat military let me tell you that much when i did mine it was unpacking everything looking at the ugliness of the vatican knowing exactly what was happening with the un and other organizations around the world who were feeding the need for pedophilia and that no no legislation and no pedophiles were being put away incarcerated or dealt with whatsoever back here in australia we had the issues with cardinal pell and julia gillard protecting the catholic church and the and the public not a, we australia is not an, a, an awakened population generally speaking in any way shape or form um but there was a, a squeaky major minority the squeaky wheel that was in, uh, demanding um that the catholic church be exposed way back and um it was a, it was about that time 2014 15 16 around there and the church was being protected by the government so it didn't take much for those of us who were awake to know exactly what was going on and um aside from the odd thing in the news very little actually and even now very little came and comes to mainstream in fact um i don't watch news i'm not into television i don't even know how to turn my television on um husband still enjoys tv but i i cannot bear it and sitting in front of it, it it needs to be something good for me to sit down and give it the time of day but i will say that you know um what i have noticed if i do ever happen to see news um that it's wow it's it's like processed food <laughs> it's no resemblance to the truth whatsoever no your gra your grandmother probably wouldn't recognize it you know it doesn't you know if we're lucky we might hear about a sm smash and grab at the local bws about somebody who's um got an issue with um women's rights and sport and that's about the extent of the news it's it's very paltry to say the least so um, we're lucky we had the internet. We have access, you know, and you can go through. And as I, I want you to be aware when, you, when you're hearing me speak, 
I'm happy to do these podcasts for you. A good teacher will point you in the right direction. So if you want to unpack further, go ahead and, and, and um, really honour your, your soul's path by that curiosity. And you should feel that curiosity peak and rise in you. Feel that heat, um, that fire within your belly. And, you know, that's where you want to go. For, for me, it was um, ancient history, definitely. Um, I love all the biblical stuff um, for its... Uh, you know, the sacred offering that it's given. I love it for its misinformation. <laughs> I, I quite love the mystery around why was so many, 75 books were held from the Bible. Why was that so? Um, and then, of course, I go to Egypt all the time. Being able to walk through all of the temples and, and the spaces that I have been privy to over the last 10 years has been a joy for me. And that's what's expanded. My curiosity is huge, uh, and, it, and I'm I'm totally insatiated. <laughs> I I once I'm I'm on a topic, you know, I love to go deep and love to get really rich with it, feel into it, and yeah. As I was saying before, you know, we now have the ability instead of being cast out for forty days and forty nights, which is really what's happening here, if you think about it. Um. And we're not being cast into the sea or in on a desert island or out in the Sahara, okay, or in our case, the Simpson Desert here in Australia. Um, we are self-isolating. That's really there's some really deep themes in the whole mystery of the crisis. I pref- I, I, I don't want to give it its name. In in the mystery of this crisis. Um, you know, there's some deep themes there. There's, there's that um, cuckolding that's occurring, where we're being muzzled, and we're being allowing ourselves. Those of us who are accepting the mask as the direction, we're allowing ourselves to be muzzled. I must say, though, I live in a part of the world where nobody cares. <laughs> I'm so glad about that. I'm not saying that they're awake; they just can't be bothered. And Australians are funny and they, the average Australian just sort of figures, well, if there's an issue, I'll deal with it then. Other than that, no, I can't be asked wearing a mask. That's, it's just, it's just how we are. I have seen them from time to time, but I might see one in every four or 5,000 people where, wherever I go. So yeah, really, really interesting. So the isolation, okay, yeah. The self-imposed isolation is a very different journey to that when we're isolated and we can feel that at our maturity and um, our, our way is being tested by this. You know, as we were young adults, as we were growing into adulthood, as we were prepubescent, it was all about conformity and depending on your culture and where you're from, I can't think of a culture that isn't like this, but... Um, it, it's all about fitting in and being part of what's going on around you. Being different is generally not celebrated. And to fit in is to blend in. And to blend in is to not stand out. And to not stand out is survival, okay? Think about back to where you were when you were a teenager, early teenage years, 
and the social suicide that you would create if you wore the wrong thing or you didn't wear your hair in a cool way or if you weren't experimenting with drugs or sex in the Western world or if you weren't pushing some um, some boundaries to some extent. And as you moved into adulthood, you know, um, fitting into the mother's groups and the tuck shop mums, fitting in in the workplace environment and doing things that contributed to the environment and didn't rock the boat, okay? So when we're talking about the truth and, and working with the truth, there's only, there's a, there's a percentage of us, not even a percentage of us, that are driven by this mother's milk. You know, it, it's it's soul food for me. I know that it is for many of you as well. And, and it's nourishing. It's quite addictive. And this is what's creating the split in, in relationships because it's like it, this has become a third wheel in the relationships. And it's very difficult to turn your back on. Once you've turned the tap on, turning the tap off is another thing altogether. In fact, it's not even... It's not even on the table. But um, when a partner or loved ones can see that this is orientated and the words are, she's all caught up in it or he's all caught up in it, he lost himself through this whole truth movement, et cetera, et cetera, okay? That is very much the case of what can transfer. You can absolutely lose yourself. You're not losing yourself. And you know this. You're not losing yourself. You're nourishing your soul and you're dissolving your ego, your identity. And yeah, it's transformational. It changes who you are. It changes how you show up, okay? And how you present to the rest of the world and your ego then becomes something that is negotiable, where before it was absolutely not negotiable, you know, to fit out, to, sorry, to, to stand out and to fit in. Those were the choices. And standing out for all the wrong reasons was social suicide, right? So here we are in this isolation phase. And I want you to think about a butterfly, okay? A butterfly doesn't jump the chrysalis stage from a caterpillar, does it? I'm speaking the obvious here. Can you imagine if the caterpillar decided, well, it wouldn't even be possible. The, the caterpillar simply doesn't have the pathway to transform from caterpillar to butterfly. And from this critter, sometimes they're cute, sometimes they're horrible, <laughs> to this being uh, and this being of light. You know, the butterfly is, is, is this magical being of transformation and we're all headed into this chrysalis. If we haven't been there already, we're certainly there. And just to share my journey, I had, um, some of you may already know this, but I had been to Egypt, my first experience in Egypt, a uh, holiday in Egypt, and the Egyptian people warmed to me so much and my soul family there, they are that now, but they weren't then. And, you know, there was this sadness and you can't leave i've got to go home <laughs> sorry i've got to go home love you too and i've you know got a new man i'd only just met yura and uh i have children and my my parents i i i need to go home 
oh, you know, we want you to come back. We want you to bring groups. And I felt so inept. You know, I'm like, I don't know anything. No, no, you have no idea how much you know. And they could see there was something about my ancestral lineage. There was something about, they say this to me even today, there's something about you, PJ. You you know us. You understand us. You advocate for us, which I do. And it's true. I, I, I seem to understand the, the culture extremely well. And I believe it's because of the many lifetimes that I've lived there. But when it comes to making a living out of this and running groups to Egypt, hello, I didn't know anything. I was a corporate, uh, made redundant, single mum to two children on the autism spectrum flitting around the Middle East with ISIS running around and me running groups into Egypt like what the <laughs> and this this was the true story it was happening in 2012 it's what was it's what was going down and I was like you've got to be kidding me and um they were they were in you know I said I, I don't know anything and they said we will help you so, of course, you know, partly excited and partly curious and then adeptly terrified of the fact that I wouldn't be able to get this. But I had the fire in my belly to learn um, everything about Egypt made me feel happy. I feel comfortable when I, when I go there. It's my second home. It's my first home, probably. It's where I fit in. I feel very, very comfortable in Egypt. It's it's It's... It's just beautiful. And, of course, I wanted to back that up. So as I started to, to back that up, I also contrasted it with what I could see going on locally in um, the community where the Egyptians had just been, at a modern level, they'd just been through the first of their revolutions. Um, this revolution had them oust a fake... Um, political leader, <laughs> we all know how this goes, right? And I'll do a whole podcast around this actually because it's really, it, you know, the Egyptian revolution, the Arab Spring is where deep state practised the, the, the whole nine yards with what is happening now in America. For me to sit there and watch it this year in 2020, watch Antifa rise up the way that it has, it's exactly what Antifa did in Egypt. But I digress. This is about the isolation and I'm getting around there in a long-winded way, but just journey with me here. So as I started to research, first I wanted to write a book. I still want to do this, but my the context of this book has changed immensely um and then i wanted to um go back to the places in egypt that really inspired me and i didn't know why i felt such soul resonance there wow this place really moved me emotionally what what was it about that let's look up karnak let's look up um yeah, the luxor temple um let's look up the serapium all of these different places um why, why did I not feel great at the, the pyramids? Why did I get a message from God that said, you're not meant to be in the pyramid? Come in, look around and leave. It was very clear that I, that's not, it's not a place for me to be. Um, and that, that I feel inspired and connected with um, the beautiful energy of the temples. 
So these are the things that drew me in. And as I was drawn in by the truth, channeling, so working with God the whole time. And it's funny, I never mentioned this because being Catholic, being so disgusted with the Vatican, being ashamed of my spirituality, the kind of spirituality that I grew up with, knowing that 99% of what I've been told is not true, redefining what I believed as I was doing this research. Like, I can't tell you how big it was. It was immense, immense. And Yura watched my husband. He watched as I totally shifted into this totally, I know that you know what I'm speaking about, but I shifted into this, 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 new version of myself I was raw I was raw from the truth I was it was scathing it was difficult to take in hard to look it was like a train wreck but I needed to look now I didn't know anything like Pizzagate came later P- so uh, 2012 13 14 15 and I packed it all away and went you know what I think I'm done I mean what am I going to do I'm one person you know I've said this many times God why are you showing me all this what the hell? I, I, what am I going to do with all this? That, this is not fair. Yeah, I said yes to Egypt. That's enough. <laughs> I, I really speak to him like this. You know, seriously, that, I can't cope with it anymore. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to do my tours. And through that time, so I had my first tour in 2014, went back again in 2015 for um, just a, myself and actually my son who attempted to commit suicide. They took him for a sabbatical for a little while and I spent some time over there with him but um, getting familiar with some things. 2016, um, I did a trip. 2017, I went twice. 2018, I went... <laughs> I've been a lot. Uh, 2019, I went by myself. And then, of course, 2020, I have not been able to fly. I've invested a lot of my time and attention and made some unbelievably serendipitous connections with my love of Egypt and the yearnings that I had been able to go back and really explore. Like last year, in 2019, I was able to go to Abydos Temple, A-B-Y-D-O-S, if you want to look it up. Um, Abydos Temple, so incredible. And that that place, you know, I realized last year was the very beginning of my soul's journey. And, and I knew that through the insights, um, the intuition, the stories, the serendipity, um, the, the guidance that God had given me and showing me this is part of your path. This is part of your path. This is where you were. This is what you were doing. And I knew that I was constant and continued to, to this day, <laughs> today, my friend John sent me some stuff and it's like, my God, I really am connected with Abydos. I mean, it's a bit hard to argue the truth here. <laughs> and, and that was my journey. But that amount of concentration, this amount of knowledge, this amount of, um, and I'm, an, I'm what you call an alternate researcher. I don't listen to, I don't open a book and go, well, they said this and said, therefore this is that. God taught me how to research viscerally. So I feel the truth. I see the truth. It's one of my gifts. And we will all be able to do this. Okay. 
I can look at a sentence that's written and go, no, that's not true. That's not true. That part is. We'll take the phrase, we'll write the phrase down and then we need to go deeper on this particular topic. Okay, what have we got here? Karnak Temple. But that didn't happen. I can feel that. That's a lie. Okay, we need to go and have a look at Akhenaten <laughs> and see what he... And I did this for years. Okay. Um, why? Because at the time, Nefertiti was coming in and she was nudging me big time. It, w- it was freaking me out. Let me just tell you. I'm like, okay, God's goddesses, freaking God, Jesus. Now I've got Akhenaten. This is a full house, guys. Frick, leave me alone. <laughs> and Nefertiti would not leave me. It was during the time where Obama was had just visited Egypt and had made a lot of promises to the Egyptian people who blindly f- trusted him because he was Muslim. And I actually don't remember the story that he told them. I don't know if he actually said... He would have said that he his um, birthplace was Africa for sure to get the popular vote over there and to trust and that whatever happened that he needed to... He was getting right behind Morsi, who was deep state. Now, now we know everything, but I had the hardest time trying to tell everybody back then. I can tell you that. There wasn't millions of people behind President Trump back then. Um, and I... I remember Nefertiti, her energy just, well, first I did a reading for somebody and she came through the reading and hijacked the reading and the reading flipped. (laughs) I didn't end up charging that woman. Um, The the reading flipped and and it was Nefertiti interrupted the, the reading and wanted to be known and felt. After I started to work with her, and let her in, show me what I, okay, all right, you're pretty bossy here, she is a queen, she's pretty bolshy, and show me what you want me to know, okay, I don't know anything, and I was an open book, and as I jumped onto the internet and saw certain pages, she was showing me where to go, okay, I was listening, and again, through the synchronicity and the serendipity, looking through, okay, African violets, why are we on this page? What are you trying to show me here? Oh, okay, this is connected to the blue. Oh, I used to love African violets. Oh, wow, okay, this is why I love them. All right, let's go a bit deeper. And, and then she'd show me p- potentially, I'm, I'm making it up now, but, you know, their, their roots to Ethiopia, and it was her mother who was connected with Ethiopia and she was an Ethiopian queen and and there was all this history that wasn't adopted by Egyptology. Can you see where I'm going? Are you confused? (laughs) It's very non-linear. Sorry about that. It's the way my mind works. But I was able to get a semblance of the truth this way. And then I would present it. I have a lot of Egyptologist friends and I would present it to them and say, so here's a narrative around that I... Okay, I'm not an Egyptologist, but I channeled. Now, two-thirds of the time, many Egyptologists come to me and they want to know what I know. How did you find this out? This is, this is not Egyptology. It's like, I understand. I'm not trying to, to tell you that I'm an Egyptologist because it's a science. Um, but this is a channel that I received. And no, this information, it's very good. This is very much what they were talking about in this part of literature da 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 right so 
that was why I isolated myself for such a long time. Evidently, Nefertiti wasn't a goddess. She was a real person as opposed to uh, an essence of a being. And this real person, um, was a go- she was a ghost. She was an everyday ghost. And I felt her presence for months. I can call her in if I want to. I don't like to disturb her. I've been back and I've satisfied all of the things that she wanted me to do. She told me she would back me to the hilt and made sure that she would protect me through all my tours, which she did. Uh, hands down, like everything that was promised to me absolutely happened. And we had an, we had incredible tours up until last year, right? So... The isolation, what I'm trying to show you there is the isolation that I went through while I was going through this research was nourishing me and was actually benefiting me. It was benefiting me even at a time where I was finding it frustrating. It was benefiting me because it was it was helping transform my outlook on the world, helping nurture and, and nourish my knowledge, my curiosity, and in my case, my connection with God. And it's going to do the same for you. Now, I'm not saying to you to go down and sit and write an essay about your past lives in Egypt. It, 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 your truth is your path, right? We all are the same. We all have a soul. We all have a soul connection that, that dovetails back into our past or even our future. A lot of that's coming up for me at the moment. I don't want to confuse you right now, but, you know, I use the past because you can relate to it. Um, there's there's lots. There's there's so much. It's so rich, and this this awareness, this knowledge, has all come through through this isolation, through this period of self isolation, where I've been able to use COVID as an excuse, if you like, because we haven't got the problems here that say Victoria has, um, and really go deep and do a big deep dive into the red pilling and what happened ended up 31st of march this year so i before that i was a total trump hater you have to know okay i did not like the guy had no interest in him whatsoever what had happened was <laughs> it's kind of funny now but what had happened was because i closed the books and just went no nah, i'm out i don't, I don't want to know anymore i'm i'm full <laughs> um no room at the end god i'm done I, I can't do any more research. I, I, I will bury myself here and I wanted to move forward. I wanted to move forward in my spiritual healing work. I wanted to move forward with my, my tools of transformation. I wanted to move forward with my essential oil business, doTERRA. I have a beautiful um, doTERRA business worldwide. People from thousands of people, five and a half or 6,000 people we have in our team all around the world. Okay, and... Um, I wanted to, I'd had enough of that isolation and I was ready to work in service. That was really important to me. And build a business, create a legacy, create an income stream, which I did with my husband, and um, work on the thing and, and get involved with the Egypt tour. I needed to have some actions. I was so myopic. I was so focused on all of that. I closed the books and said, no. Nah, not taking it, I'm not doing any more research. And so I completely missed the whole, I lost faith in the American government completely when um, I saw Cheney, Rumsfeld, Kerry, 
Biden, Clinton, Bush show and none of these people after they'd done these horrible things in the Middle East to friends of mine um, and I took it really personally, some of their policies and the decisions that they had made and all of the things that they had done, I fully, I, I just, I just, I was totally disgusted. <laughs> Close the books and did one another thing. I didn't look at politics, not even here in Australia, not in overseas. I was just, dest I was so distraught. And um, I as I closed the books, I also sh shut myself off to anything politically. So I just assumed that Trump was just another bad actor and we all know how that goes, right? And that it was all farce. So I hated him, hated everybody. <laughs> I didn't care if I didn't know them. Uh, and ironically, 31st of March this year, things opened up for me and I was able, I was filled with the Holy Spirit that day. I'll never forget it. I remember being in, inspired. It was a week before Easter and I remember being so inspired. I thought, I'm going to go and see this man. I'm going to give him the time of day. I'm going to give it one shot. That's it. And my guide said to me, and God said to me, if you're going to do that, make sure you go into your heart and see him from your heart, not your head. So I did. And I was transformed right from the, I could see who he was. I could see the archangels over him, archangel in particular, Ariel, and I could, Uriel, I should say. And I was mesmerized. By, and, and ever since, I, I, it opened it all up for me. So what happened when it opened all up for me is it reopened my grief. All of the grief that I had the first time round, shut the books, walked away and went and did other things. I basically avoided the processing. It was deep. It was My heart broke for humanity. As I'm sure, you, I, I don't have to emphasize that. I, I'm almost positive you feel the same way. My heart broke. I didn't have little children, thank God. If I had little children dealing with this, it would be way too much for me to deal with. I just would have felt so guilty even thinking about bringing children into a space like this. I was devastated that I had been raised, the whole world had been raised in a lie after lie after lie for thousands of years. And what's more, there was a theme. So when I looked at all that research, we were doing, we keep making the same mistakes. We keep falling into the same loops. We keep falling into these same karmic patterns. We keep giving our power away. We keep not taking responsibility for our journey. We keep looking outside of ourselves for others to come and save us. That's not going to happen. Okay. And I know some of you um, are very orientated towards your faith. And I'm getting lots of feedback at the moment about, you know, I feel like I'm really stepping away from my faith. No, you're being called to the truth. There's a very big difference. You're stepping away maybe from your religious paradigm. You're stepping away from the religious dogma and the lie aspect. Your faith doesn't change, but the narrative might and there's a bit of unpicking that you need to do and I would encourage you to do. And yes, it trans this is the matrix falling away for you. This is what you want. This is why you're listening to me, right? You, 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 your faith in God, God doesn't change. 
the way he looks, feels and delivers himself to you may totally transform. We're not taught that Jesus is a Pleiadian who came in a spacecraft. But if you look at some of the medieval pictures, you can see the spacecraft in the photographs that it, it's, it's not explained. It's, it's, it's hidden in plain sight and nobody talks about it. Okay, uh, and I think this is religion and this is something that I want to support you through because I have such compassion for people morphing through these changes as I have as well. Like it doesn't, it doesn't affect just one person. It affects the whole of us. And as we open to the truth, we stay and we lean in to God. Okay, and that is helping us through this pathway through this transformational journey from caterpillar to butterfly and what does the caterpillar do it isolates and in that isolation forever hell i think it's six weeks i I haven't got it at hand but you know that period of isolation is a critical stage for the transformation to occur okay butterfly brings its its magnificence um, it's all about transformation, hope, inspiration, and new horizons. That's the butterfly magic. All right? The caterpillar is about preparation and what we were doing before that. Fat, ungainly, not very aware, vulnerable, <laughs> being picked off by birds and all kinds of things like lucky to survive to the chrysalis stage. Look at this. You know, you're lucky to have been the chosen ones. I'm not speaking to anyone who isn't chosen, let me tell you that much. You wouldn't even be pressing the play button. And in this chrysalis, Christos, okay, transformation, the Christ light, Christos, Christ light within the Christed one, the chrysalis, okay? This is the period where the magic happens, though you can't really see what's happening. And therefore, it's really hard for me to listen to people judge themselves through this process. I'm not there quick enough. There's all these things that I want to do and I can't get out there because I'm just so angry or I'm, I can't get off the couch. I've had days. I'm used to this. This year where I have not been able to function through the grief. Okay? Why? Because it's unpacking some of the trauma. For me, I call it grief relief. Oh, my God, I can't believe that this is being resolved. It's like we're, let me just give you a little bit of a rundown here. We're, We're actually moving into a new frontier We're moving into a new energetic paradigm we've never been in before. Well, not Earth. We may have been in other parallel lives. Not going to go there now. But we have not been in this paradigm before. And my read on this energy, it's magnificent. Now, it doesn't help. Well, it helps that I'm near the beach. (laughs) So maybe I'm a bit more relaxed than I would normally be. No, seriously, when I'm driving around, I don't feel the negativity that was so apparent in the last three years. Three years ago, 
Satan was fought in the fourth dimension and Satan lost and left the earth. Listen to 107. He speaks about this. Okay. So, wait, how come wasn't in the news? Guess. <laughs> All right. Those of us who work energetically and those of us who are very passionate about um, uh, some of the articles and, and some of the deeper stuff that some of the more um, enlightened ones amongst us have been exposed to know the truth. And the truth is Satan left the earth three years ago. What we are seeing play out now is the dross, I like to call it that, because it's, again, it's neutral and there's no dogma there. I, I even have trouble with Satan. I prefer shadow or dross because it's very generic and it doesn't have a religious stigma to it. So if we look at the shadow, we look at this dross energy and this dross needs to, it's like a detox. It needs to come out of the pores. It needs to morph. It needs to be transmuted into a kind of other matter. And so you look at a video and you're seeing all these young adults pretending to be t Antifa dudes and really doing a very bad job of whatever it is that they're trying to do other than burn shit and hurt people. The, the, that, is, that is not who they are. These are, these are young kids. These are disillusioned, disenfranchised youth. They did this in Egypt as well, by the way. It was horrible to see how the Antifa mob really exploited this demographic that is so vulnerable and has no identity and finally gave them identity to then turn them on themselves. Horrific, right? But we look at these kids... Yeah, in most cases, and there, there's nothing there. And, and the, what's happening is the dross is moving up and away and out of their bodies, okay? And we're seeing the aftermath. And as empaths, we're all empaths, it's very hard to watch. It's very difficult to deal with. And what happens is it, it's raw and we isolate some more. And then we isolate a little bit more than that. And before you know it, we don't want to be out and about with 3D people that are happy to wear masks and say, yay, I stand with Dan in down in Victoria, for God's sake, you know, or California governor or Cuomo or in New York or pick, pick somebody that you, you know, these bad actors. And it's, you don't want to be with these people because your respect has lowered <laughs> effectively that's actually what's happened and when we when 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 we have isolated if we if we go back to what we were doing when we were teenagers you know isolation was that social suicide right this is different we're isolating to strengthen Think about a lump of metal, right? That lump of metal, when it goes through the, the flame, okay, it, it, it moves through a smelter. It transforms into this sword. We are swords of light. We are God's sword bearers, okay? We are truth. You can, you can see, I know that you're visualizing this beautiful sword. Male or female, it doesn't matter. It's yours, Okay, you will never be 
walking through the flames of truth. Okay? You will never be that person that you were before you hit the heat. <laughs> okay? It will, you, you, unless you go back into a fire to get transformed back into a lump of metal again, I guess that could happen. It would need to be in a pretty damn hot flame and it's very unlikely that lump of metal is only ever going to be used for the purpose it was designed for. And that's the sword, right? So have faith in this process. Have faith in the time it takes. You do not need to be comparing yourself or aligning yourself to anybody. I sometimes have a feeling people are like, I want to catch up to where you're at, PJ. And it's like, I, I was doing this back in 2012. There's no... Everybody is showing up at the way that they need to. And in fact, you know what? If you had told me six weeks ago that I would be opening my group, The Chosen Ones, that I would be develop working on spiritual development for a host of people that I'd never met before, that I would be um, working more deeply with Twitter, developing a huge Twitter following, I, you know, that I, no way. <laughs> I uh, I could not, I could barely prepare my toast. And I know that you're laughing right now. I was being transformed. Those six weeks there, I had moved here and it was about three months ago now. And I, I was a, a vegetable. I could barely get off the couch. There were days I couldn't function. I was crying and laughing. I was working through all kinds of emotion. I was I was tripping on the synchronicities after synchronicity after synchronicity. I was um I could feel remote viewing. I'm going to talk about this in another um podcast but Remote viewing, weird as when you know that you and God are one. And this came through a Kundalini awakening that I had through this time on the 8-8, the 8th of August. Powerful. It was trippy. And there was a few chosen and beautiful souls that I was speaking to as I was morphing through this. I could barely type. I could barely think I was completely being undone, transformed. It was as though I was in love and I was on the, on the, I was on the downer <laughs> after the, the thrill of um, feeling this incredible connection, which is what the truth does. It, it really nurtures you, inspires you, fills your cup, you know, and then you're seeing thing after thing after thing and a lot of the examples that we're seeing, there's some whole really hard, cold truths that are very hard to swallow. And I'm told this will get continue to get worse for a little while. Um, and how do you cope with it? You have an open heart. Let yourself grieve and know that this will not kill you, that this is needed. You let yourself release. Release everything. Keep your water up. Really important. Okay, 
and allow yourself to express rage safely, either written or go on into the forest and just shout or do it in your car where no one can see you and just let it all out. Or for me, it's not rage. Um, it's a foreign emotion for me, good or bad, that, that it, it, it's very unnerving for me to have any form of rage that I can sense. But um, tears, um, tears are my anger. Usually when I feel tears, I, I will have had pent-up anger along the way and it's frustration and these tears just wash away and just help transmute the dross and the it's the release um, that helps me equalize again which is why you'll hear me say often never repress your tears never hold them back let yourself cry freely and at the time it might feel like you're you know you're swirling in this horrible sump of depression it's not depression what you're moving through is transformation and it this too shall pass, okay? I can say that unequivocally because this is what happened to me too. And I guess by sharing this with you, all I'm trying to do is help you equalize and normalize your experience and know that at the end of it, you're going to be fine. You don't need to take medication. There's some things that you can do that can really support yourself. I'm going to go into those in the next podcasts that are coming up. Um, you know, supplements, great idea. Uh, essential oils and their emotional benefits, fantastic idea. I can teach you all that. Um, if, if you're already using essential oils, you already know the power of um, essential oils and the way they transmute and convert the energy that's happening within our body. If you look at that, what's happening in an alchemical sense, the essential oils are amazing for that. Um, the help yourself there. You can help yourself by um, taking away judgment. And, you know, by now I should be, I should have put the vacuum cleaner away. Oh, well, don't worry about it today. It's, it's a big issue. Uh, accomplishment of a task isn't the focus today. The focus today is to release a few more tears and just get that out. Because you know what? Tomorrow you're going to see that vacuum cleaner. And it's going to go right back to where, it, where it needs to go. Because you'll be, you'll have, you'll have the 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 gumption, I guess. You'll have the the power that you need to get going and and do all the little things around the house that make you feel good again. So, um, never look at this isolation as as a negative thing. I guess. What we worry about is where some of the people around us who are unable to see the world the way that we're seeing it, who then use it as ammunition against you, that can be pretty tough and I fully, I fully understand how that goes as well. Um, a, it's, um, I found it very beneficial. Uh, I don't, I don't rain on them. You know, they're not ready to listen uh, you open your mouth about one little thing and you can see that they are worlds worlds apart from where you're at and how you view your world. I let them have their view, you know. At the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter who's right because they're going to find out and we know how this ends. God wins. <laughs> um, 
the isolation that you go through is transformational. It's not to weaken you, it's to strengthen you. And you're going to come out of this process in due time. Don't shortcut it. Okay, it's your ego that wants to control it. You don't need to, you can sit. I've done this many times. I've just, I've just let, I've just yielded. Okay, tell me what you want to do. There's a lot of things that I've done, especially in the last year, that are, that are like, if I had a business coach, my business coach would be going, what the, what are you doing? But my, my guidance from God was, I have to let everything go and let this be the focus. And, you know, I spoke to my husband and he doesn't see things the same way in the same light. Fortunately, he doesn't expect me to either. And I don't expect that of him, both on our third marriage. We both were both very adult and we both allow each other to have space in terms of what it is he's ready to see in process, what I'm ready to feel and, and the way I need to show up in the world. There's, there's all the allowances in this under the sun for both of us to show up in the way that we feel that is true, which is great. There's maturity in that relationship. Uh, but effectively, I, I, I'm doing this my way and I have literally taken my hands off the reins of everything else. Nothing else matters. I often play the song, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters but the love of God and I needed this. I was, I was. It was like a lifeline for me. Now I did it with God before, but not to the same extent that I'm doing it with God now. Unbelievable, the um, the synergy and the the alchemy in doing it in love with God in 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 a vibration that is so pure has been transformational. And it has also been able to help me transmute and clear any dross that was there, any trauma that was built up over ancestral past lives or this life. I've been able to completely clear it away. Now, I wouldn't have been able to say that two months ago, but two months hence, um, nothing nothing phases me. And I'm feeling strong. And in fact, there's no anger anymore where... I did have anger about the inhumane, well, that might come back, but <laughs> for now, there's nothing there that is in the way. And energetically, and, you know, we are in this new frontier. We are creating. We are able to create. And everyone's on this journey in their own time. No need to compare. You don't need to be where I'm at. I don't need to be where you're at. And we're showing up exactly where we need to be right at this point in time. And I'm sure you've heard this in other contexts, but this is the year of walking the talk, okay? You need to allow yourself to grieve. Let it move through your system. Let the grief, it won't hurt you. Let the grief wash over you. Yield to it so that you can be ready and made anew. When you unfurl these wet wings and you let the sun dry these wings, you're going to fly higher than you could ever imagine that you could fly. 
It's been a joy. Thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful, it's such a beautiful evening here. I wish you could see it. I've got fairy lights and the whole lot happening. It's beautiful to be able to talk to you and I hope some of what I said has resonated with you, has landed with you and has allowed you to feel connected to the truth. You are on this journey, okay? You can turn away at any time, but good luck with that because I bet you can't. But you can. You can do what I did and you can just close the books and say, no, that's it, I'm done, and slip back into 3D. I, 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 didn't, I didn't slip back into 3D, but I just... I decided to take a sidestep. I circumvented the process. And the way the universe works, it's so kind. It's like housework. It just waits for you to come back to it. <laughs> and look, here we are. And 2020 for me was very much like 2012. So I, uh, I know that you understand how that goes. So much love. I hope that this finds you well and happy. Enjoy your week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks for listening and talk soon. Bye.